Hey guys, welcome back to Brazilian. This is Rafa and I'm here with Lizzie as usual. And as you have seen like here from the title of this episode, we are going to be talking about the London transport. Hey guys, welcome back. This is Lizzie. Yeah, so we're hoping that 2022 is going to be a much better year than the last two. And maybe at some point we might be able to consider traveling again, fingers crossed. So hopefully this episode will be helpful for anyone that's planning a trip to London at any point in the future. Or of course, if you're going to come and live here. Yes, definitely. And how long have you actually lived in London now? Can you tell us? Um, I think it's around seven years that I've lived in London now. So um, I grew up in the West Midlands, so I'm from quite a small town. And I do remember when I moved to London that I found the London transport system very overwhelming and quite complicated. Yeah, how about you? How did you find it when you came here? Yeah, when I first went there, I found this very like bewildering. You know, like I couldn't find myself. So where should I go? What line should I get? Because it's very confusing to be there. Sometimes you're there and then you have one train and then you cannot get that train. And then you have to get the other one one because the one that's going now it's not the destination that you want to so very confusing yeah. I would say <laughs> yeah and even now I make mistakes I was traveling to South London the other day and I ended up going completely the wrong direction I was like oh my god I've lived here all these years and I'm still <laughs> making mistakes <laughs> <laughs> So I'm glad to know that I'm not the only one. <laughs> Absolutely not. So hopefully there should be like some very handy advice here in this episode. So and everyone get to know how to use the transport in London, right? Yeah, I hope so. Um, but before I get started, I just want to say that in London, the public transport is very well used. And obviously at the moment, lots of people are working from home, me included. But in normal times, uh, when people are commuting into offices and going into the centre, um, the public transport system is used by pretty much everybody in London. So just um, thinking about my company that I work for, for example, the CEO will take the bus or the tube to get to work. And then also the lower paid employees will use exactly the same transport. And, and obviously, we all use it to get around at the weekend. So I think it's quite an important thing to say that it is very well used by the London population. Yeah, I think this is a very important point here that you just touch it because in the city that I live, which is Sao Paulo, people will often opt to drive if they can, because the transport system here is not well developed. So we always try to go with our car, so me, myself included here. So if I have like to, you know, order an Uber or go by bus or train, I always opt by car. Yeah, I do think this is an interesting point. And I, I did notice when I lived in Sao Paulo that most people will kind of aspire to have a car. And yeah, it's totally different here in London because I can say that I don't know a single person that has a car in London that I know, like thinking about my friends. Um, possibly if for people that live a bit further out of the city or that have children they might have a car but it's quite rare to be honest yeah it's understandable actually but why is that I think people just see it as a waste of money because they often won't actually use them not to travel to work anyway um, and also because um, it's very expensive we have to pay a fee which is called the congestion charge which is a fee to be able to drive in the center of London um, and it's 15 pounds a day so that's like over a hundred highs a day so quite pricey um, and this is obviously on top of the cost of paying for petrol running the car and parking and let me tell you parking in London is so expensive so once you've paid for all of these things really what is the point I remember when I was there and I couldn't find any parking lot to be very honest and when I was in the city center I just found like the cabs and the buses but I couldn't find like people uh, and personal cars yeah it's quite rare to see people driving around the city I guess now we have lots of Ubers that's kind of it I think yeah and I think it's also interesting that you said that we have to pay a fee for you to go to the city center here 
here in Sao Paulo, we don't have this kind of a fee, but we have a rotation of cars. So on Mondays, only certain plates can go to the city center. And then on Tuesday, on Wednesday, but you have like hours of from 10 to 5, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's such an interesting system. But I'm just curious, like, how does it work if you need to go to work five days a week, for example? How do you manage it? If you need to go to work, so basically you just wake up earlier and then you go to work before everyone else. So this is what we do. And then we don't have like to pay the fee because we have lots of cameras. And if the camera catches your plate, probably you're going to pay a fine. Mm, Okay, so it's only within certain hours of the day yes um but you know i guess like the congestion uh charge that you have like reduces the pollution and i think it's really good yeah i guess that is the one benefit but moving on here if you want like to use the public transport what options do we have yeah there are a lot actually um and it can be very confusing i remember being very confused when i moved to london for the first time so i will just talk you through them so the first and the most obvious form of transport in london is the london underground which we call the tube as you know. And we call it this because some of the tunnels are literally round tubes. So very original name there. Took us ages to come up with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, these kind of round tubes, actually, I have to tell you, I'm a very tall guy and then I cannot be inside of the tube because I always, I don't know, like to bench myself a little bit. Yeah, I know what you mean. And the tube uh, carriages tend to be very narrow too. Um, So it's a very tight squeeze in there, you know, when it's busy. But it's actually the oldest underground system in the world. And as you know, you can identify the stations from the famous red and blue round signs that you see around the city. I have to confess that I've got like lots of pictures of me in front of them. <laughs> I can share some of them. Yeah, it's a classic tourist photo, isn't it, with these signs? It is. But the London the ground sign is recognised all over the world and even by people that haven't been to London, right? So Yeah, iconic. And uh, yeah, the Tube is definitely one of the most convenient ways to get around the city, um, especially for travelling to work because it's very very fast. And nowadays, some of the lines are 24 hour at the weekend, which is amazing. I wish this had been the case years ago when I first moved to London, when I was going out a lot at night, because I used to spend a lot of money on like taxis and things. So yeah, it's much cheaper nowadays if you want to get back from a night out. Love it. Yeah, and very convenient too. I don't think that we have like 24 hour uh, at the weekend here. So lines. So basically, just have like to order an Uber. Yeah, and your city's so big as well, isn't it? If you're getting around, it takes a long time to get from one place yeah. to the other. Yes. Okay. And one important thing to note about the London Underground system is that it's divided into zones from one to six. So zone one is the centre of the city and zone six is the outskirts. So the further you live out from the centre, the more expensive your journey is into the city, which I think is really annoying and quite unfair. I love the zones division, actually. But I think if it was here in Sao Paulo, uh, my hometown would be zone 100 because it's so far, far away, like from city centre. So I live in Carapicuiba, that's why. And this is basically a big difference from my city here in Sao Paulo because it doesn't matter where you live, you just pay one single fare. Yeah, I remember thinking that this was such a better system like in Sao Paulo because obviously housing tends to be cheaper further out of the city and it's the same here in London. Like you will tend to pay lower rent if you live further out, but obviously you need to pay more money for transport. So sometimes it's you're kind of faced with a bit of a choice. Do I pay more to live centrally and pay less for transport or pay less for housing further out and pay more for transport so very difficult sometimes i definitely see what you mean and that doesn't sound fair at all no it isn't um i think it would be fairer if we did it your way but one thing that i will say is that if you ever come to london as a tourist you probably won't ever travel outside of zone one so it probably won't actually affect you this zone system but if you live here it's definitely something
something to consider when you're renting it. Yes, I think that's so true what you just said, because when I first went to London, I stayed very close to a station that's called Turnpark Lane, which if I'm not mistaken, is in zone three. And then I had like to spend a lot of money for me to go to the city center. So it was very expensive for me at that time. But now I know that if I want like to go to the city center, I should stay like nearby if I don't want to spend a lot with transport. Yeah, it's definitely something to sort of keep in mind. Um, another thing that's really worth knowing about the tube is that the time of day that you travel also affects the cost. So you pay a higher fare at the busier times of day, like the peak hours, which tend to be the commuting hours. So yeah, another annoying thing about the tube. Yes, and that's very good to know because I didn't know actually that we have like to pay different charts every time depending on the hours. So good to know. So okay, so that's about the tube. And how about the bus? Because you know, they are very iconic. Yeah, the red buses are recognized all around the world. Um, and I'm so glad that they've been sort of maintained over the years in this style because they really are like a symbol of London and I love seeing them around the city. I love them. I have lots of pictures as well to share. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they're also very convenient and very frequent. Um, so you can expect both the tubes and the buses to come every few minutes. I am such a Londoner because I get really pissed off if I have to wait longer than like three minutes max. I'm very spoiled. So when I go to other cities, I'm always shocked that you have to wait so much longer for, you know, the bus or the train to come. Um, but yeah, so the buses, they connect almost every suburb of the city. And the benefit of the bus is that they are much cheaper than using the tube. So I think it's just £1.50 for each journey uh, wherever you are in the city. Wow, that's so much cheaper if compared like to the tube. But you know, like you're just telling here about the time. I loved that when I was there because every three minutes we had a bus and then I said, oh my gosh, that's amazing because in my city I have like to wait for 20 or even 30 minutes for a bus, which is insane. Yeah, but it's the same like where I grew up. There was like one bus an hour or something ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, it is very convenient. So basically what you're saying here, if you pay like one pound 50 it doesn't matter where you live yeah so there's no zone system for the bus like there is for the tube um, which is a massive benefit so wherever you live you will always pay the same amount so yeah much cheaper but the downside of the bus is that obviously it takes much longer than the tube so where i live it takes me about 15 minutes on the tube to get to my office but if i take the bus it's closer to like 50 minutes or an hour so it's a big difference in terms of time yeah so taking the bus is a lot slower but do they run at night as well many of the bus are 24 hour which is very convenient and it's great obviously if you're going out at night you don't have to pay for a taxi oh that's really good and before we move on to the next type of London transport I have to ask what is that the difference between a bus and a coach I think this caused a lot of confusion for tourists oh this is such a good question and yeah it definitely causes a lot of confusion um so a coach is what we call the type of bus that does long distance travel from city to city so for example if you are traveling from London to Oxford or London London to Bath, you'd be taking the coach, whereas the bus is what you just take to get around the city. Okay, so coach is for long distance and bus is for short distance, basically. Exactly. Okay, and how about like tubes and trains? Because this is another difference in the UK, isn't it? Yeah, this is another good point. So the tube is the London Underground, so what other cities might call the subway or the metro. Um, and then just to be confusing, we have a lot of other rail systems, which I will explain. Okay, and what are they? Please tell me now. <laughs> okay, so we have National Rail, uh, which are the trains that travel out of London to reach other parts of the UK. So you take these trains from the major train stations in London, like Victoria, King's Cross, Euston, Waterloo, for example. Okay, so National Rail is what you might use if you are taking a trip out of London, is that so? Exactly. 
And if you're ever traveling to other parts of the UK from London, you might take the tube to a major station like Waterloo, for example. Um, but then if you're looking to change onto a, a train to travel, you know, somewhere else in the UK, follow the signs for National Rail because that's what you're looking for. Oh, that's really good to know. But do we have other different ones? Yeah. So the other one that you've probably seen when you came to London is the Overground, uh, which obviously travels overground as opposed to underground, like the tube. Um, and it's kind of, I guess, the local train, if you like. Um, and the Overground goes slightly beyond the tube network, uh, but connects with the tube. So many people will use it to commute into London. Okay, so underground and overground are quite easy to remember. So what are the other types of rail that are there in London? Okay, so there's the DLR, which stands for Docklands Light Railway. And this is a driverless train, which is based in the Docklands area of London. Ooh, love that. Completely driverless. Yeah, it's quite strange, actually, because, you know, you can sit at the front of the train where the driver should be and just pretend that you're driving it. I love doing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, one thing to mention is just that whereas on the tube, you have to use the ticket barriers. I think you call them catracas. Is that right? Yes, catracas. Catracas. Um, whereas on the DLR, we don't have any ticket barriers. It kind of works on an honesty system to just be honest and tap in. But you still have to make sure that you touch in because the ticket inspectors do come around sometimes and check. So don't be trying to get a cheeky little free ride on the DLR. Well, that's interesting. I've never been to a DLR, but when I went to Cambridge, they do have that system of touching in and touching out. Found that very confusing, but I got used to it. Yeah, you have to be honest. <laughs> I tried. I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially on those long journeys, because if you get caught, oh my God, it's so expensive. But on the DLR, yeah. it's very cheap. I think I think the DLR is also £1.50 a journey, if I'm not wrong. Same as the bus. Oh, but that, but that, that's good to know, actually, because it's very different here from Brazil. We have driverless uh, trains as well, but this is just in one line that we call Yellow Line, Linha Amarela. This is the most fabulous line that we have, so the most advanced in terms of technology. Uh, but this is the only one. Oh, I used to love the yellow line. It's so modern, isn't it? <laughs> it is very. You know, one curiosity that I would like to tell you. It's very interesting to see how people behave themselves in the yellow line and how people behave themselves in the other lines. Because in the yellow line, they behave themselves like so well. So they say thank you. They wait for people to enter. They wait people for to get out of the train. In the other ones, they are like animals. I don't know what happens. Oh, like the red line, for example. That was always the most yes. traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> the most it's still the most yes i've got bad memories of that uh, red line <laughs> <laughs> so don't try to get a free ride guys so please no. can you tell us more yeah so they were all of the the rail options that we have in london which are the tube national rail the overground and the dlr um but there's one other type of london transport that i just want to mention and that is the riverboat service and you can actually take a boat on the river thames called the thames Clip which costs around £7 and I highly recommend using it if you ever come to London as a tourist. But is it for us to go sightseeing? Uh, no, it's actually just a, a, a way to get around the city. Um, and one thing that's just quite helpful to know is that if you ever come to London as a tourist, you'll often get approached by, you know, agencies that are running these tourist sort of cruises on the River Thames and they tend to be very expensive. So my advice is if you want to be sort of more on a budget in London, try and just take the Thames Clipper instead because um, it's just seven pounds as I said and uh, you can see like all of the sights of London from the river on 
the on the Thames Clipper. So don't bother paying for any expensive cruises. Just use that. Wow, that's a really good tip, actually, because I remembered when I went there, I spent like thirty pounds a rip off just like for go sightseeing, and it was fucking freezing. <laughs> Yeah, no, it can be so expensive. Um, whenever I have visitors come to London, I always take them on the Thames Clipper because um, if you go to Greenwich and get it from there and travel all the way up to Westminster, you see so many amazing sites and it's so cheap. And, you know, you can buy coffee on there and snacks and it's really comfortable. So definitely do check it out next time you come. Yeah, I'll definitely take this advice of not like wasting my money on expensive tourist cruises just like. So, you know, just take the Thames Clipper for basically the same experience. Exactly. Oh, and another tip for another more interesting form of transport in London is to take the Emirates cable car, which is quite new, but I definitely recommend it next time you come to London because you can enjoy amazing views of the River Thames from this cable car. So if you want to take it, you just need to travel to the Greenwich Peninsula um, and then you can take the cable car across to the Royal Docks and it goes every 30 seconds. So if you're in a rush, it's a very quick way to get around and also just an amazing experience. That's Sounds amazing. I really would love to go there. And but how much is that? So I think it's around four pounds. So it's an absolute bargain in my opinion. And um yeah, it's just a great thing to do. Yeah, so cheap. I'm definitely putting this on my list for my next trip to London. Okie so there are lots of public transport options in London, and some of them sound like a lot of fun. Actually, like just said, like the boat and the cable car. But one thing that I want to ask about is the oyster card, because a lot of listeners might have heard of it, but might not know what it is actually. So can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so the Oyster card is basically a prepaid card, a plastic card, which you can use to get around London. I think in Sao Paulo, was it called Value Transport? Uh, Value Transport is because this is what companies offers you. We call the card Boom. Uh, Okay, yeah, that was it. I remember. Um, Yeah, so basically it's a similar kind of idea, but obviously anybody can buy it in London um, and you can use it for all of those um, types of transport that I've just talked about even the riverboat and the cable car. Yeah, what you just said like about buying the card is really interesting to mention here that in my city, we cannot just buy the cards whatever station that you are. You actually have to order them online and then you have to wait until you get this in your house. So this is such a bureaucracy that we have here. Yeah, I remember you had to show like your ID and things to get it in Sao Paulo. But in London, it's very straightforward. You can actually just buy it from the machine, you know, where you buy a ticket, you can buy the card as well. Yeah, that's lovely. And how does it work? Uh, Well, you can either pay as you go. So maybe you'll add £20 to the card at the beginning of your trip and just use it for each journey. Or you can add a travel card to your Oyster card, which means that you can make unlimited journeys uh, for a fixed price within a week, a month or a year, for example. Oh, that's nice. So is that what you do, that you add a travel card to your Oyster card? Well, at the moment, I'm working from home. um, But in normal times, when I was in an office full time, I used to pay for a monthly travel card for zones one and two which was saved to my oyster card and then it worked out much cheaper because i was using every day to get to the office using it like for multiple journeys like in the evening if i was going out at the weekend and then you know ends up being much cheaper overall the best thing to do is if you are coming to london
London and you're going to work for a year and you know that you're going to be working in the office five days a week and you've got some money in the bank, I would recommend getting a, a year's travel card because then it ends up being like the cheapest option. But then you can also do it for the whole month or you can just do it for a week and then you renew it. So you've got a few options. Yeah, that's really good to know. And a lot of people just pay like by credit card or debit card now too, don't they? Yes. Most people now, I think, just use a credit or debit card. I tend to do that now because I'm pay as you go. But if you want a travel card, you do have to have an Oyster card. We don't have this in Sao Paulo, but if you go to Real, you're certainly going to find this there. So you can use your credit card. Ah, really? They have it in Rio. Didn't know that. Okay, so we can use an Oyster card, a credit card or a debit card. Or we can just like pay a paper ticket, of course. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you can. But I think the paper tickets are much more expensive than if you use an Oyster or credit or debit card. Um, So the benefit of using the Oyster or the credit or debit card is that it calculates the lowest fare and then it will cap it at a certain amount. Whereas if you buy a paper ticket, it's usually a bit more expensive. Yeah, I love that, actually. So this is a great tip for saving money. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so what are there any other types of London transport we should know about? Well, the other iconic form of transport that I haven't mentioned yet is the black taxis, which we also call black cabs or hackney carriages. Um, And these types of taxis are licensed to pick people up from the street. So you don't need to book them in advance. Um, So this means they can be very convenient, especially in an emergency when you just don't have any other way of getting home or you need to get somewhere quickly. But I must warn you that they are very expensive. (laughs) I do know, but I never paid for one because once I went to a nightclub and, you know, I ended up like being with a guy and then he paid for everything. So I don't know how much it costs. (laughs) I've actually only used a black cab once in my whole life. And it was also after a night out when I was really drunk and I didn't have any other option of getting home. So nowadays, most people use Uber, but also we have the option of using licensed minicab, which are taxis that you phone to come and collect you. Um, And they're usually more expensive than Uber, but cheaper than black cabs. Uh, But one thing that's worth knowing is that you can't actually flag down uh, licensed minicabs on the street. You need to book them in advance. Oh, that's nice to know. So that the, the black cabs you can just flag down and then the licensed minicabs you can't. Yeah. And just also be careful about any minicab which tries to offer you, you know, a lift without being booked in advance because they're not actually supposed to do this and they can lose their license. So possibly they're unlicensed or there's just something dodgy going on. So just be aware um, that they shouldn't actually do that. Wow. But have you ever tried this unlicensed experience? I have. I used to do it all the time when I was younger because they (laughs) often wait outside night. (laughs) They often wait outside nightclubs and bars. So when drunk people come out, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'll take you for this like cheap price. And then you get halfway to your destination and then they change the price. And um, I was with a group of friends once and um, the driver locked us in the car until we agreed to pay this price. So oh my gosh. please people, don't, don't make this mistake. Just pay a little bit more. If the price is too good to be true, it probably is. <laughs> wow, I'm shocked now. So possibly this is not the safest way to travel at all. Definitely not. So just before we wrap up, so do you have any other tips to offer us about London transport? My one bit of advice is to walk as much as possible um, in London. Because I remember when I moved here for the first time, um, I didn't know the city well and I used to take the tube everywhere. But in our city centre, the um, the tube stations are often very close, like sometimes less than one minute walk between each. So it's much easier sometimes and quicker to just walk to your destination. Yeah, as you're saying this reminds me that I learned the hard way because 
because when I was there, I just wanted like to be in the tube all the time. Like, look at the tube. Let's get the tube. Let's get the tube. And then it was what he did. So I never walked. Yeah. And it's actually better when you walk because you actually start to learn your way around London. So yeah, definitely walk as much as you can. And my other tip is to download an app called City Mapper because that will be your best friend when you're living in London for the first time or traveling here. So whenever I go out, I always use this app to navigate my journey because um, sometimes you can change, you know, from tube to bus and you can travel all over London very easily. Okay, so the name of the app is City Mapper, is that? Yeah, so it's a really good app to have because often I'll just use this rather than taking an Uber. Yeah, so I'll definitely download this next time I go to London. So, and you guys, please do so as well. It's a free <laughs> propaganda now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I've talked a lot about London transport, so I hope that was useful for anybody that is planning a trip to the UK or is going to be coming to live in London. But if I've missed anything, do let me know. I'm not a transport expert, just sharing my experience of living in London and my experience of the transport. Yeah, but I loved because there are so many things that I didn't know about. But yes, thank you very much for listening to us and see you in the next episode. See you later. Bye. Bye bye. 